I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. These first seven verses from Psalm 145 provide the pattern for sharing with you this morning. Because like David, I want to praise God, proclaim his great deeds, and celebrate his abundant goodness toward the Beacon of Hope ministry. Beacon of Hope Family Care Center is an outreach of First Baptist Church to individuals and families with limited resources in our community. Beacon of Hope offers hope for the soul, provides care for the body, and creates community for the heart. This month marks 17 years of ministry for Beacon of Hope. Needless to say, this year has been like no other. On Tuesday, March 10th, Beacon was open for normal operations. Just a few days later, we were making plans to switch to a drive-up distribution of food and supplies, which started on March 17th. Although we tweaked some things along the way, here's what the drive-up system eventually looked like. Folks lined up for check-in at the lower entrance of the church. This gave me an opportunity to chat with people, to stay connected, and provide them with new or updated information on community resources. At first I thought we'd be doing it this way for maybe a couple of weeks, but it didn't take long to see that the drive-up system was going to last for a while. Once that realization sunk in, I knew it was important to continue Beacon's ministry to meet spiritual as well as physical needs. So if it was someone's first time coming, they received a welcome packet of information and were offered a Bible and New Beginnings Bible study. Our regular participants received several new Bible study lessons that I wrote specifically to help them through the difficult months of isolation and uncertainty. Each week, the most common comments from our participants were, when can I go back to Bible study? I miss talking to the volunteers, and when are you gonna open again? They really missed that community of the heart that characterizes the Beacon ministry. Once someone was checked in, their name was radioed to the next stop, and they would drive to the back of the Beacon building for learn and earn supplies. We had a great group of volunteers who would come in and get everything all bagged up and ready to go based on the number of people in the household. Especially in the early weeks of the shutdown, they were grateful for these supplies and especially the toilet paper. As the weather got warmer, we were able to let people choose some of their items from the carts outside. After the learn and earn stop, people moved on to food. Because everything had to be bagged up ahead of time, it took an army of volunteers to get the produce bagged up, bag the non-perishable items, and then the kids' snacks, and then everything was organized back in the sorting area to get things ready to hand out so that when people drove up, the food could just be placed right in their vehicle. And like the Learn and Earn stores, the weather got warmer, we were able to allow people to make more choices of what they received. 
And then when we were done, the process would start all over again for the next week. It was a lot of work to get everything ready, prepared, and handed out. And if it weren't for our amazing volunteers, this would not have been possible. They did this for 15 weeks straight. In addition to those who came for the drive up, Beacon began a, a partnership with Clinton Transit to deliver food and supplies to those without a vehicle and seniors or the disabled who could not leave their homes. That partnership continues, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But here you can see, again, just like all the other things, we had to have everything all bagged and boxed up and ready to go for the drivers when they came to, to pick them up. And we got to know the drivers pretty well, and we still do. So as you can imagine, we saw a large increase in the number served at Beacon, especially in March and April. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of an idea. So during the drive-up distribution, um, we served 140 unduplicated households, which just means each household is counted one time. And 73 of those were not current Beacon participants, so we actually kind of doubled our normal amount and with reaching out to the community. Um, there were a couple of times on Tuesdays where we hit 81 households altogether, um, and that represented 147 adults and 87 kids. And then for the Clinton Transit deliveries, um, up to last Tuesday, um, we had to deliver to 42 households, and that includes 15 households at the Sleep Inn. So um, those are folks who have been uh, literally homeless, and through some different programs, they're able to be housed at the Sleep Inn um, into it until they can get into permanent housing. Um, during the drive-up time, we averaged about 22 deliveries per week. Uh, with Clinton Transit. So this is just to show you the difference, uh, the increase in numbers between last year and this year. So as you can see, for the first quarter, we had an increase of 157 for unduplicated individuals. So that's just counting each person in the, in the entire household one time. And then the number served is counting the person each time they received something from Beacon. So as you can see, we increased that number by 810. And then the same was true for the second quarter. We had an increase of 97 um, unduplicated individuals and then an increase of 921 for our numbers served. So how did Beacon provide for so many people? Beacon did not, but God did. God performed mighty deeds and showered Beacon with blessing after blessing over the last seven months. He also provided a core group of volunteers who came week after week to prepare and distribute the food and supplies. The first blessing actually came right before COVID hit, and that was the purchase of a truck for Beacon to use. We didn't know it at the time, but having that truck would make it possible to provide the food and supplies necessary to help so many people. During April, May, and June, the Greater Lansing Food Bank was able to provide all of the food that we received at no cost. So we had our two biggest orders ever during the first two weeks of June with almost 5,000 pounds in each, and we never could have brought back that much without that truck. All that extra food necessitated that we take over the youth wing, so we stored food in the game room there. We also um, needed a lot of cardboard boxes for the distribution, so we collected them there. Um, and the Lord continues to bless, um, can still, 
with the food bank because um, we're able to get all of our food and supplies free of charge for October and November and December. Another blessing that came early on was when the reality of serving so many people really began to sink in for me. And just as I was kind of starting to get worried a little bit, um, God reminded me that he will meet all our needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ by sending a pallet of macaroni and cheese. Um, sometimes the semi-drivers, if they get a, a load or some items rejected at the Save-A-Lot warehouse, they know that they can call Beacon, and if we have room, we can take these extra items. Um, so um, we were very grateful to get that, and uh, yes, we did put it in the youth wing. Some of the most tremendous blessings came in the form of donations and grants. Donations came from some of you, from members of our community, and from community organizations. Grants came from the United Dairy Industry of Michigan, the Glick Foundation, the St. John's Community Foundation, and the Tri-County Electric People Fund. Altogether, grants and donations have totaled over $21,000. The grant from the United Dairy Industry of Michigan provided what I like to call our cow cooler and $500 toward the purchase of dairy products. Some of the donations we received were also designated for dairy products, so we secured a dairy supplier that delivers right to Beacon. So this was our first delivery of dairy products, and our cow cooler fits perfectly right next to the walk-in cooler, and we always love to see when it is full of supplies. Our largest blessing, which came in the form of a commercial refrigerator for the food pantry, came from combining funds from two grants. One grant came from the Glick Foundation, which is the philanthropic arm of the Glick Company, which owns Suntree Apartments here in town. Beacon was nominated to apply for a grant, so I submitted one for $4,000 for food, supplies, and gas cards. When I was notified that we had received the grant, I was also informed that instead of $4,000, the foundation was giving Beacon $7,500. So that extra $3,500 plus the $2,300 from the Tri-County People Fund grant was more than enough to purchase the refrigerator. It was quite the process to get it off the truck, and thankfully the Lord had provided us with a truck so that they could back the two trucks together because the cooler had actually been loaded incorrectly into their truck. And so um, they had to back the cooler up, and then as they were lowering the lift gate there, my husband John is sort of stabilizing the thing. I said that was the scary 20th seconds of my entire Beacon Director career, was watching that thing get lowered down to the ground. But they got it down, and they got it into the building with the thanks and help of two farmers. You can do just about anything. Um, so this is our before picture. And this is our after picture. So not only did this refrigerator greatly increase storage capacity, it's so nice for the volunteers to be able to see what's in it instead of constantly having to open doors. As I mentioned earlier, Beacon continues its partnership with Clinton Transit delivering food and supplies, primarily to seniors, those coping with serious illness, and to the homeless who have been placed at the sleep inn until they can get into permanent housing. Supplying food to the homeless has open, opened up a whole new avenue of ministry for Beacon, and we're calling that our welcome home baskets. 
These baskets go to those who have left the sleep in and are housed in our community. Since April, Beacon has wel given welcome home baskets to six people who have moved into apartments or the mobile home park. I've got a sample basket back at the Beacon table so you can see what goes into it. And there's some cards back there too that tell you what the items are that go into it. So if you'd like to help with this new ministry, grab a card and get as many of the items possible as you can. And just when you bring them to Beacon, make sure you let us know that they're for the welcome home baskets. As Beacon helps more and more homeless, it's been sad to see the growing number of elderly who are experiencing homelessness. One basket I delivered was to a 72-year-old woman who had lost her housing due, the, due to the death of a family member with whom she'd been living. Another basket I brought was to an 82-year-old veteran whose assisted living home had been closed down by the state and he had moved from the shelters into the motel, and then finally, he's now in his apartment in the castle in downtown St. John's. Um, so I'd just like to take this opportunity to put a plug in for Homeless Awareness Month, which is in November. This year, um, there's going to be a virtual community conversation with the theme of homelessness knows no age. And I've got some save the dates at the table back there um, if you want some information on that. So not only did Beacon receive many blessings, but we in turn were able to bless the community in other ways as well. So Beacon of Hope hosted the um, Project Connect event for St. John's. Prior to that, we hosted the Undie 500 where they come and pack up all the socks and underwear um, that goes to the families. And because we had so much experience with a drive-up system, um, everything just kind of went very smoothly and the Lord blessed us with a beautiful day. So we had um, a check-in system and then folks were able at the next stop to get food put in their vehicle. Then they went around to the back of the building where they got their socks and underwear and their backpacks and school supplies. So that was a, a great way that Beacon could um, also minister to the community. After much planning and preparation, Beacon reopened for in-person services on July 7th. Bible study groups are meeting again and participants are talking to volunteers to discuss their Bible study lessons. And um, what we're really excited about is we were able to start a new class on, on trauma. So Cindy Thalen is leading that class and they're learning about the effects of trauma, um, how to develop resilience, but most importantly, they're learning about the hope and healing that can come through Jesus. Things don't look exactly like they did back in March, but we are thankful to God that Beacon is open. So to wrap up, I'd just like to highlight a few things. Um, in your bulletin, there's a mission statement for Beacon and some of our current volunteer needs. Um, back at the table, there's the welcome home basket and the cards. There's also some cards to help us restock the Learn and Earn store and the food pantry. And you'll see some cards back there that say hotel food. Um, as we found when we've been delivering food to people at the hotel, we need items that they can cook in the microwave, single serve items so they don't have to um, refrigerate things. Um, so if you're interested in that, um, providing that, that would really help us out a lot. And then there's also the Beacon Bible Studies there. Um, any of our Bible studies are available for you. Just don't take the ones off the table so people can look at them. But if you're interested in um, using a Bible study with somebody, um, feel free to come by or contact me and we'd be happy to share those with you. 
2020 has had its share of challenges and blessings, but through it all, God has been so good to the Beacon ministry and made the way for Beacon to continue to offer hope for the soul, provide care for the body, and create community for the heart. I hope that this time of proclaiming God's great deeds and celebrating his abundant goodness toward Beacon of Hope has encouraged you. All praise and glory be to him. Thank you, Karen. At this time, we're going to spend some time uh, studying Psalm 145 that Karen read for us at the beginning of her presentation. So if you have a Bible, I'd encourage you to get it out. And I will read for us again those first seven verses of Psalm 145, where it says, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall, com shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. My hope this morning is to just share some challenges and some thoughts for us from this text. And I want to begin this morning by challenging us that we've all been called to proclaim who God is and what he has done. You'll see that, that, that David says, I will extol you. To extol means to be enthusiastically praise, to lift high, to exalt Dave, David honored and, and promoted the name of God. And, and it was a very personal communication to the people that were listening and reading that, that of who God was in David's life. You see, I, I want us to understand here this morning, I, we love to take the, a moment to, to uh, highlight the Beacon of Hope ministry and to proclaim what God has been doing there. But I want to make sure that no one gets the wrong impression this morning on our Beacon of Hope report. While we call it the Beacon of Hope rep report, what we are really celebrating is the goodness of God. You see, we're not celebrating the Beacon of Hope ministry or First Baptist Church even. We're not celebrating the fact that, that there are so many great volunteers who have, have poured their life into there and, uh, under the direction of Karen and others. We are celebrating the fact that God has enabled us to, to minister and to proclaim into this community how good and how great He really is. And, and, and when we look at this praise in Psalm 145, we see the personal nature of it. David says, I will exalt you, my God and my King. One of the most beautiful things about, about the Lord is that, that he desires to have a personal relationship with us. He is, he is not a God who is distant from us, but he wants to know us and, and intimately be involved in our lives. And during this time of the pandemic, I think that was one of the things that people really struggled with. They felt disconnected and separated from people. They felt that, that God was, was distant. And, and we had the opportunity to proclaim the goodness of God to them. We had the opportunity to, to say, look at the marvelous works of God. And that he created you to have a relationship with him. And that he's providing for you even in this very difficult season of life. 
And so through, through the creativity of, of those serving and, and a desire to proclaim God's goodness and to demonstrate his loving kindness to people, we had the opportunity to do some fantastic things. And even the people in our community took note of it. It was so encouraging to me as I was uh, talking to folks at the schools or other people in the community, and they'd say, man, why are there all those cars lined up at your church on Tuesday nights? Like, don't they know there's a pandemic? And, and, and it was a great opportunity for me to talk to people and say, listen, God has greatly blessed us at First Baptist Church, and, and we are just pouring that out into the community. And, and we're making services and food available to anybody who is in need at any time. So, so direct people to there, and we would love for the opportunity to serve them and tell them about how amazing God is. During the pandemic, we had the opportunity, unique opportunities, to proclaim and to extol our God and King and to bless his name forever. And, and, and we were able to do that because of the grace of God in our own lives and in our ministries. But what I also want us to see from this text is, is that we have a commitment to proclaim God's name no matter what our circumstances. Notice in verse 2 it says, Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. David doesn't just say, you know what, on your good days, proclaim the goodness of God. On your good days, when everything is going right for you, tell about the mighty works of God. He says, every day, proclaim his goodness. And that's what we were able to do. We were able to demonstrate that, that our circumstances don't change the greatness of God in our lives. We were able to demonstrate that, that our God is the same yesterday and today and forever. So every day we must praise God for who he is and we will continue to praise him forever and ever. Speaking on Psalm 145, Charles Spurgeon had this to say. He said, observe that David is firmly resolved to praise God. My text has four I wills in it. Frequently it is foolish for us mere mortals to say I will because our will is so feeble and fickle. But when we resolve upon the praise of God, we must say, I will, and I will, and I will, and I will. Notice that, that in our text it says, I will extol you, I will bless you, I will meditate on your wondrous works, and I will declare your greatness. David is saying, make a commitment. Purpose in your hearts that you will do these things no matter what is going on in the world around you. While most of the world was shut down and there were, our lives were filled with so many unknowns and our ministry plans that we thought we had were kind of thrown out the window, because of the resolve and the commitment to I will bless your name and I will make you known and I will extol your goodness, we were able to, to, to continue to minister in our community. You see, handing out food and necessary supplies and giving an encouraging word through Bible studies and faithfully showering people with God's love and, yes, providing them with toilet paper. Those are opportunities that we have to continue to this day to minister in the name of Christ. So I also want us to understand that when we think we've exhausted the riches of God, we've only just begun. Karen highlighted that a little bit in, in, in her report. 
But it amazed me at the way that God continued to bless. But look at verse 3. We see this is the way that God has always been. Great is the Lord and greatly to be, to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. The greatness of God is, is immeasurable. It never runs out. And we were able to see that firsthand through our ministry at the beacon of hope. You see, see early on, we, we knew that with all that was going on, that perhaps we would need to be more active in our community and, and do some of these things. And, and so we began to plan, okay, what ministry line items might we be able to take some of the money from our budget and, and direct it toward those things? And maybe we can take some of our local evangelism money and direct it to that. That would be a great purpose for some of those, those funds. And, and through it all, we were able to see God say, you just serve me, you proclaim my name, and I will provide for the needs that you have in doing that. Through the faithful giving of our people, through those grants that, that Karen mentioned, through people in the community seeing and wanting to donate toward that cause, God abundantly blessed the ministry. And just when we thought receiving one grant was enough, he said, okay, not just 4000 let me almost double that for you so that you have what you need to proclaim my name. So, so we need to understand that, that we can't outgive God. It's a, it seems like a cliche saying, but we need to be reminded of that this morning. The Beacon of Hope ministry is a prime example of the fact that when we are serving and giving for the Lord and for his kingdom, we can't outgive God. And we saw that as Karen highlighted the, the volunteers and the many hours of service that they were able to give. And, and we just praise the Lord for his abundant, uh, abundant blessing materially through the people who were giving and through all the opportunities that he provided for us. And I would really like to just encourage you that, that these opportunities to serve aren't just when we were doing that shutdown ministry and doing things differently. There are opportunities for you to put verse 4 into practice. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. The Beacon of Hope is a great place for families to come and serve, whether it's packing bags together on off hours, whether it's sorting clothes when we are doing more of that and, and opening up some of uh, the used goods rooms. There are opportunities for families, young, old, and every age in between, to get involved in the ministry and to declare the mighty acts of our Lord and, and to talk about his glorious splendor and to serve him faithfully. This last year was a great opportunity to do that, but so is next year. And so I'd encourage you to, to stop by the table and talk to Karen and see how you might get involved. <clears throat> Finally, I want us to think about the fact that oftentimes we settle for amusement when we should be meditating on the wondrous works of God. Look at verse 5. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. That word could be translate, translated as muse. I, I muse upon the great works of God. Now, we oftentimes think of muse in, in the sense of an artist who, I would say, Julie is my muse. She's my inspiration for me to create great art. And she, she, uh, she's the source and the subject of my artwork and the, and the purpose in the uh, and the inspiration for me. God wants us to muse upon him, to meditate upon him. He wants our heart to be so full of him that when we're pouring ourselves out into the world, that they're seeing him and his goodness and his wondrous deeds. And so that's my challenge to us from Psalm 145 this morning, is that you and I must be so 
enraptured with the Lord and so caught up in his goodness that we will be constantly musing about who he is and then everything we do in our daily lives will flow from that love for God. We see this throughout scripture. Psalm 77, 12 challenges us, I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Psalm 119, 15 tells us, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. That is my challenge as we close here this morning, that we fix our eyes on the greatness of God. And then in verse 7, we will be able to pour forth the fame. We'll make God famous for his abundant goodness. And we'll sing aloud of his righteousness, because that is what God has called us to do. No matter what circumstances we are facing in life, when we fix our eyes on God, we have a great opportunity for ministry. And I can tell you firsthand that the Beacon of Hope is a ministry that desires to do this. And it's a ministry that you can get involved with. It brings great joy to those who are serving the Lord there. And you will have great joy when you fix your eyes on the Lord, wholeheartedly pursue Him, and passionately commit your life to serving Him. There is great joy in singing aloud the righteousness of our God. I'm going to close this in prayer, and then the, mu- the music team is going to come up and lead us in song as we end. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you. You are an immeasurably great God. Your goodness to us is never-ending. Father, your, your ways are unsearchable, and the depths of your mercy and grace no one can truly fathom. Father, thank you. Thank you for the way that you love us. Thank you for sending Christ Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that we can have a relationship with you. And thank you that you give us the honor and the privilege of pouring that love that you've given to us out to the world around us. Father, we pray that your name would be made famous, that you would be extolled because of your greatness, and and that people in our community and to the ends of the earth would know who you are because of our service and our love for you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.